Welcome to the Candid Christian Podcast, a weekly conversation where we candidly explore the areas of life that Christians often shy away from. No topic is off limits because I believe that God has something to say about every area of our lives. All right, that's enough talking. I'm your host, Kamara Dorsey. Let's jump right into the episode. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, ones we can depend on. Friends. So I guess from my serenading, you can tell what we're going to be talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about friends, friendships, and the difficulty of friendship as an adult. Okay, maybe it's just difficult for me. I don't know if it's difficult for you. If it's not difficult for you, you can turn this off and then proceed to send me an email on how I can have better friendships. My email is kamarashania at gmail.com. Thank you so much. I will be in need of your help. Um, But seriously, (laughs) let's talk about friendship. I feel like friendship is hard. Friendship is not hard. Friendship is a lot of things. Um, But let's talk about the different stages of friendship, right? Because... We can think back to when we were younger and let's say younger as in like elementary school, right? It was easy to meet friends. There are people who say that they're still friends with the person they met in first grade or the person they met in kindergarten. For me, I don't have that testimony, but more power to you. And there are people who say that they meet people and they click instantly right or um they meet people and they were friends for a time and then they're not friends anymore so as an adult friendship friendship is complicated and i wish that in our culture we talked more about friendships i wish as a christian um if you're listening to this and you don't know i am a christian so i wish just in american culture and then just in christian culture We talk more about friends and friendships and what it really looks like to be a friend, what it looks like to see a friendship flourish, what it looks like to see a friendship die, right? Because some friendships don't last forever. And it's a hard thing, right? It's a hard thing, especially when let's, once again, let's go back to that. Let's circle back to thinking about like the evolution of friendship. You think about elementary and middle school, like friendship was. For most people, I won't speak for everybody. Friendship for most people was like easy, right? It's just like, oh, she got the same color shirt on as me or he got the same shoes as me or we were the same. We wore our hair the same way, right? It was easy to make friends. And then, you know, you get to junior high, you get to high school. It's kind of more selective. You start really being uh, picky about who you are hanging around. And then you go and go and you go to college or you if you didn't go to college, you just go to the professional work life. And, you know, you kind of have friends based off of do I work with do I work with this person? Or maybe I go to the gym with this person. Like then your friends become based on kind of what you do socially. Um, and that's kind of how, that's kind of how it begins to, uh, go on as you're an adult. Like I think once you're in a, in college or kind of in that young adult world, that still seeps over into just complete adulting life is that your friendships then become more about what you do socially so if you go to the gym or if you're in a book club or if you like to cook or if you like fashion or if you like hair right like your friends start to become less of well we 
wear the same shoes and more of, you know, we hang in the same uh, social groups or, or the kind of same, um, same societies or same cultures, if you will, you know? Um, And when I think about myself personally, in regards to friendship, I've never been somebody who's like, I need to have so many people around me. I feel like I haven't had more than five to seven friends, close friends, let's be specific. I feel like I haven't had more than five to seven close friends in my corner. Like I I, I just don't have more than that. Like I never go over like seven because to me, knowing that who I am as an introvert, it's just, it's a lot to handle. Right. And I know that there's people who will be extroverts and they would say, Oh, five to seven. That's nothing. That's not enough. You need more than that. But also when I kind of think about it, I'm like, if you're juggling more than seven close friends, you're really like, you're amazing. And I need some tips because for me, how can you, how can you sanely juggle seven friendships or actually let's say even more than seven friendships like I don't know how people are like I have 10 close friends I'm like man like you must have a lot of time to to a lot to these different relationships and yeah you know granted some of those relationships may come from the same societal circles and some of those relationships may come from different circles right so it's like really thinking about juggling 10 7 to 10 or more close relationships at a time and I'll speak for myself I won't speak for nobody else I don't see myself as somebody who would have more than five close friends at a time it's just it's just not me but in regards to friendship I think it's something that we need to talk about and and I'll say this because it's really hard juggling kind of the ebb and flow of life so for example in one season of your life, you may have had a lot of time to hang out or to go out to dinners, go out to outings, go on vacations, go on trips, whatever it was. And then another season of your life, you may not have as much wiggle room as you had in one season of your life. And so maybe some of those friends that you used to be with are either distancing themselves or just naturally there's distance being created. And that doesn't mean that you hate those people or that they hate you. It's just kind of the natural, you know, the natural flow of life. And that's hard. That's really hard. I'll speak from my experience and say like, there are people and friendships and relationships where at one point in my life, it was like, oh, this person's super involved in my life. I'm super involved in their life. And then I'm looking at it now and I'm like, dang, like, I wish me and that person were still close or I wish me and that person still kind of had the camaraderie that we had before. And it's not that um, those people don't have a place in my life. Like if they hit me up or I hit them up, like, you know, we would talk, but it's just not how it used to be. And it's really hard coming to terms with realizing like, dang, you're really like an adult right like and I don't even think it's coming to terms with like you're really an adult but I think it's more so coming to terms with wow like seasons are changing life is changing and it's really a big thing to comprehend the fact that the seasons change the times of life change and you can't control it you just got to go with it and so maybe you keep a friend for 10 years maybe you keep him for 20 or maybe you keep 
a friend for two years, right? And it was a friend of circumstance and you all were at the same college or you all were at the same job or you all were at the same church. And so you were friends for a time and then maybe they moved away or you moved away or they got a different job or you got a different job or they got pregnant or you got married, right? And things start to change. And I believe that we need to talk more freely about kind of the heartbreak of friendship, right? Like people talk about the heartbreak of romantic relationships, but there's an aspect of friendship that kind of breaks your heart when you think about the people that you used to have close to you and that you don't have them there anymore. And it's difficult, right? It's difficult to really be like, dang, I used to have so much fun with those people. I used to have so much fun with that person. Now, I will be clear and say there are some people you just don't need to be around at all and they're actually not good for you. And it's good that a distance has been created. But for now, we'll stay on the topic of just life kind of distancing you from somebody who is a great person and made a great impact, a positive, let's say that, a positive impact on your life. And let's talk about defining the relationship because people use that so much for just romantic relationships. But I think that you can define the relationship in terms of a platonic relationship like friendship. Because when you're defining the relationship, it's really just sitting down with that person and talking about, okay, like, where are we at? Like, how are things with you? How are things with me? How are things with this friendship? Like, are we progressing? Are we regressing? Like, do we have time for each other anymore? Like, is my work life too much to handle this relationship without, you know, um, neglecting other things in my life because that's the truth to say like I actually can't healthily engage in this relationship because I know that another area of my life will fall on the back burner another important area of my life right and I think that if you're someone who is highly organized and manages your time you know what you have time for and you know what you don't have time for and this sounds bad it sounds like you're categorizing it in terms of like well I have time for you here, here, and here, but I don't have time for you here, here, and here. Like, it's not like a a scheduling thing or like, it's not being robotic about it, but I think it's being realistic and really sitting down and saying, I'm looking at where I'm at in life now. I'm looking at where I'm going and I'm looking at who I want to be in my life. And you are somebody I want to be in my life, but The circumstance is just that we're distanced. We're distanced because of career or because of a family change or because of a health diagnosis or because of whatever it might be. And I believe that more of us should define the relationship when it comes to friendship. Don't shy back. Don't wait till the person comes up to you but just come up to them reach out to them and say like I really miss you and I want to know what you're up to and I want to know where this relationship stands like I want both of us to talk about do we have space for one another and if we do how can we make space and let's be clear y'all when you are an adult it's not realistic for somebody to always be around you all the time I believe there are people who don't really get the fact that people have lives 
and they feel offended when someone says, oh, I wish I could come, but I can't because of X, Y, Z. They feel like somebody's always making an excuse, but, oh, okay, well, hold on. Let me stop there and say there are people who are trying to escape you and they're making excuses. They're making excuses like, oh, I couldn't come, so sorry, or I couldn't do this, so sorry. And you may need to DTR with that person, define a relationship with that person and say, have you been just ignoring me because you don't like me? Or is it that you actually don't have time and we need to talk about how we can make time for one another? Or do we even want to make time for one another, right? Because I think so many friendships kind of go ghost or they just dissolve because we don't want to have that conversation with someone we used to be close with. Or we we don't want to have that conversation with someone that we are currently close with. But we know that because of a big life transition that the relationship is about to be drastically different. and so. Defining the relationship is important when it comes to friendship. And I also think something really, really, really big that I want to really stress to anybody who's listening to this is knowing your capacity. So let's take Jesus as our example. Jesus had 12 disciples and then he had his inner three. And that was James, Peter and John were his inner three. The inner three saw a, uh, uh, they saw a, 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 uh, the inner three saw a part of Jesus that the other nine didn't see. They saw Jesus high and lifted up. They saw him exalted. They saw him as he was, right? They saw him in a way that the other nine would not have believed if the three would have told him like, yeah, we saw Jesus and, you know, we saw Moses and Elijah and, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, what we read in the scriptures. And I believe we can take something really great from Jesus about friendship is knowing your capacity is really, really knowing yourself and knowing, okay, what do I have capacity for? And so Jesus is a great example because he was able to say, okay, I have these 12 people who are close to me, but I have these three people who are really close to me. They see me, they know me. I show them things and I tell them things that I don't tell the other nine. And capacity is really important, especially as you're getting older, especially as more opportunities are coming our way as uh, as Christians. and I think that is hard, but Jesus shows us a way, right? He shows us the way that it could be done for friendship, the way it could be done for ministry. Like you have your big group and you have your small group. And I always really am perplexed when I see people who get married and I look at their bridal party and it's like 15 people. And I'm like, you got 15 people up there you telling me all 15 of those people saw your relationship in every stage and they could speak into your relationship in a healthy and positive way and you know I could be wrong you know you could have 15 people standing up there beside you on your wedding day and they all 15 of those people could be people that you really trust and believe and they saw you through the good times and the bad times of your relationship but going based off of the model that Jesus had I would say that that is really 
almost quite impossible. Because if Jesus didn't do it, I don't know how you're doing it. Because he had 12 in his big group and he had three in his small group. And I think that we can take a hint from Jesus in our friendships to just keep it simple. Don't try to do the most when it comes to friendship. Know your capacity and know when a relationship has reached its end. We shouldn't try to keep holding on to relationships that are, their season is done. And like I said earlier, it's hurtful because there are people that I hung with in college, right? And I was close to them, but I'm not anymore, right? And it's not that I hate them or they hate me, but we're in different situations and circumstances of life. And we know that the relationship just wouldn't be as it was as when we're in college because the time was different, right? When you're in college, you have so much time or you have opportunity to do certain things that now in a different season of your life, you can't necessarily do. And I know there are some people who may be listening who you get sad. I get sad too because I'm like, dang, like that person, we used to be so close or we used to check up on each other so much or, you know, like, Things used to be different. And I don't think it needs to be a point of contention. I think it could be a point of really knowing that you love and care about somebody. Like, let me let me put it like this. Because here's the biggest thing. If you really love and care about somebody and you see somebody as a person who will be a long-term friend, whether you see them frequently or not frequently, if you see this person as a long-term friend and you love them, and you care for them deeply, there should never be a point where you're not in their corner. And there should never be a point where they're not in your corner. No matter if you've seen them five days ago or it's been five years since you've seen them. Because I believe that true friendship doesn't have uh, true long-term friendship. Because I know, like I said before, there are some people who just is going to be in your life for a year or two, or three max, and it just is what it is, and you're going to have a good time, you're going to get to know them, you're going to learn some things from them, they're going to learn some things from you, and it's going to be beautiful, but I want to speak to those long-term relationships where it may not be how it used to be, but you still love each other, you still care for each other, if that person hits you up and says, I'm having a baby shower, and you're like, bet, I'm there, or this person says, I'm having a cookout for Memorial Day, or Labor Day, whatever it is, you're like, I got you. I'm there. Let me check my schedule. And I think that some people find that to be like you're being, hmm, I don't even know what the word is, but some people find that to be uh, interesting. If you're like, I want to check my schedule and to say, oh, well, you can't make time for me. And it's not, no, it's not that, it's not that I can't make time for you. It's that I'm being realistic about my capacity to say, okay, let me look at the things that I have to do and to say, I love this person. But do I have the space for it? Do I have the capacity for it? And I think that I think that it's okay to miss a couple of events. It's okay to miss a couple of occasions. I think the biggest thing with friendship is to always let that person know that you love and care for them. And now, if you only letting them know that you love and care for them on Facebook or Instagram on their birthday, you whack for real. Like, I mean, reaching out to this person 
sending voice notes or, you know, sending text messages and saying, you know, like, hey, you don't have to answer back, but I just wanted to let you know that I was thinking of you and I'm praying for you and hoping everything's going well with the new job or, you know, helping everything's going well with the new family or the new husband. Because I think that a sign of true friendship is always being in that person's corner, no matter how the tide changes, no matter what happens in life is to know that this person is somebody that I want to keep around for good. And I think you can, you can weed out the real from the fakes, right? When things happen in your life that are hard, when things happen in your life that are difficult, the people who stay are the people who you want to be around. And the people who uh, leave you in the dust, the people who run are the people that you didn't want to be around. And I think that really friendship as an adult really shows you who's a keeper and who's not it shows you who's for you and who was just there for what you had and I really sometimes not sometimes I really just wish that more churches and you know if you agree with this then you know share this with your church leaders if you are a Christian listening to this um, I really wish that more churches would have more mixers. You know, they you know they have singles mixers, but I wish churches would have more mixers for friendship because it'd be hard out here, right? Like you go to a church and there's like a lot of singles ministry, and it's like, well, okay, what if you marry, right? What if you marry? You're like, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in need of a singles ministry, but I wish I could really meet some women here who like knitting. Right. Or I really wish I could meet some men here who enjoy lifting or I really wish I could meet some some girls here who like lacrosse. Right. Like and it's just like. I would be so elated to go to a church and see that they had a mixer for friendship because it'd be hard out here. Like, I don't know if you were me in the beginning, but your girl's an introvert. And so. There are things for me that are difficult just to walk up to people and say, hey, how you doing, girl? <laughs> like, I don't do that so easily. Like, it feels uncomfortable for me. And it's not to say that you shouldn't get out of your comfort zone. Make Making friends requires you to get out of your comfort zone. But I think something that would make it so easy is to use the church building as a space to say, okay, we're going to use this space for singles mixers, but also friendship mixers, right? Like if there's one day where they say, if you're interested in basketball, we're having a friendship mixer, or, you know, if you're interested in cosmetology, or if you're interested in knitting, or if you're interested in crabs, like what, or if you're interested in fitness and lifting and health and nutrition, nutrition, we're having a mixer for that. And it brings people into a space who have commonalities, right? So you're no longer having the the same old singles mixer where it's just you are most of the time coming into it thinking, I'm about to meet a man. But then you go into it with the mindset of, oh, my goodness, I'm about to meet somebody here who's just as passionate about fitness as I am. Or I'm about to meet somebody here who's just as passionate about uh, reading or knitting or fashion or theology or the word of God, like whatever it is, I'm about to meet somebody in this space, which is a protected space. 
I'm about to meet somebody in this space who's interested in the same things as I am. And so long story short, I kind of went on a bunny trail, but friendship is hard. And anybody who tells you it's easy, I don't know what they're doing and I need whatever they have. So like I said in the beginning, they can email me with their strategy because friendship ain't easy. There's an ebb and flow to it. And it's good, like Jesus, to know your capacity because if you don't know your capacity, you'll end up getting burned out. You'll end up having those people that you put on the back burner and they'll be thinking, well, do she like me or do he like me? Or I don't know what I did. And maybe you did something or more likely you probably didn't do anything, but we're trying to juggle more than what we can handle because we haven't assessed our capacity in terms of, wow, how many people can I actually have around me? And let's go even further to say, okay, how many people can I have around me? But who do I need around me, right? Like, it's good to assess. So like Jesus, Jesus is like, okay, I have my 12, I have my three. And so let's say you're say, let's say you're in a situation where you're like, okay, I have my 12 and I have my three. But we can even go a step further because I know this is what Jesus did. He didn't just put the people around him that he had the capacity for, but he put the people around him that he needed. And when I say he put the people around him that he needed, it was the people he needed for his ministry. Jesus knew exactly what he came to the earth to accomplish. And he knew exactly the men and women to call into his his inner circle and his his group of friends right because even he actually let's actually be more specific and say Jesus had the 72 the 12 and then he had the three right so you have your big big group your big group and then your inner group and once you get those numbers under control and you know what's going on you need to take a step further and say okay I know my capacity. Maybe you say I can have seven people in my big group and three people in my small group. But now you need to look at these people and say, are these the people that I need? Because Jesus knew what his ministry was about. He knew what the will of the father was for his life. So he knew what kind of men and women he would have to call to be in his life. And so in terms of friendship, it's good for us to assess a capacity but it's also good for us to say who do I need because if you think back to elementary school okay you became friends with somebody who wore the same shoes as you nowadays I could put some shoes on some high heels on I could put some Nike dunks on right but that don't necessarily mean that because me and that person have the same shoes on that we need each other I could have Nike dunks on and somebody else can have Nike dunks on and we could be like oh I'd be like girl your shoes is nice like girl your shoes is nice where'd you get them from right and we could be chopping it up and it could be great but then as I get to know this person I could say she's not who I need right I could be able to assess and say she doesn't really understand this or she doesn't really understand that she doesn't really see these things that I see as important as important right and so it's good to be able to look at that and say hmm she's a nice person but I know what I need 
and she's not really that right now. And some people might see that as being, I don't know, bougie or picky. Like, I don't, you could call it whatever you want, but being an adult, you got to know your capacity and you got to know what you need in your life, right? And I think a part of that is asking God, who do I need around me right now? And so I want to leave you with that is if you're having trouble with friendship and I'm preaching to myself, like seriously right now, like. If you're having trouble with friendship, first, go to God and say, God, what's my capacity? Because he knows you better than you know yourself, believe it or not. So you can go to the father and you can say, Father, what is my capacity? How many people do I have room for in my life right now? And he'll show you. And then the next question for God would be to say, God, what kind of men and women do I need? as friends in my life right now, right? Because let's be honest, you may be broke and I ain't finna lie. I'm finna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna be honest and say, right now I'm struggling, I'm struggling financially. So what sense would it make for me to keep friends around me who are broke? I'm just gonna stay broke, right? Or for somebody else's example, they could say, I'm really struggling with stopping to watch pornography. So it would not behoove them to continue to be in friendship and be in relationship with other people who also are struggling with watching pornography and they're not trying to change their ways. Or it could be somebody who's struggling with gluttony and they could say, I need some people around me who are self-controlled and the Lord would tell you, yeah, you're right. You need some people around you who practice self-control. And so I say all this to say friendship ain't easy, but if we follow the model of Jesus and think of our capacity and also think of who we need for where we're at in life, it doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. So start with asking God. Here at the Candid Christian Podcast, we're more than friends. We're a family. So we want to hear from you. If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or a situation that you'd like me to talk about on an episode, feel free to email me anytime at kamarashania at gmail.com. That's Kamara, K-A-M-E-R-A, Shania, S-H-A-N-I-A, at gmail.com.